This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Let's open our Bibles here. Joshua chapter 4 verse 23. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, God, we believe that this is God-breathed according to your word, God, that it is inspired by God. Lord, this isn't just a historical text. It is the very word of God. We thank you, Lord, that this whole world is held up by what's written in this book. It is your spoken word, Lord. We pray for revelation and life to flow. We pray for transformation of our inner man as a result of getting in this word. Let the engrafted word save us today. Work in us your will, what is well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Amen. All right, Joshua chapter 4, verse 23, crossover. It says, for the Lord, uh, this is Joshua talking to God's people after they crossed the Jordan. Uh, For the Lord, your God, dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had, everybody say, crossed over. As the Lord, your God, did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had, everybody say, crossed over. That all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. And crossover, um, obviously we're doing baptism, so there, that is a crossover moment. It is an event, it is, it is a sacrament, it is, there's something sacred about baptism. That, that you identify with Christ publicly, that you are buried with him in baptism and raised so you can walk in newness of life. Jesus was buried for three days and baptized in the earth for three days and three nights, and he was resurrected by the spirit of holiness. It is a picture of our salvation. It's a beautiful thing. In the natural world, death happens, uh, life happens, then death. In the spirit realm, death happens first, then life. Amen? And so that's why you got to get born again. Um, and so, and so this, this is a powerful moment. It's a crossover moment for those that are getting baptized. But this is part of our life in God, our journey with God. Abram left everything that was familiar. He crossed over once God spoke to him. He stepped into something new, and the trajectory of his life forever changed. Every biblical hero, if you will, there was this moment, this encounter with God, and once that happened, they crossed over into something uh, that was unique, that was divine, that was special, that something happened when they crossed over. Many of the students here, when you decided to hear the call of God to go to school uh, uh, for, for your training and all that, you crossed over into something. Your salvation experience is a crossover moment. Um, the disciples when Jesus rolled up on them he said follow me the Bible says they left everything and followed him everybody say crossover something happened the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus had an encounter with God God knocked him off his horse knocked him off his high horse has Jesus knocked anybody off your high horse at one time or another and you're like is that you Lord is that you know why are you persecuting me right Uh, anybody had that experience one way or another right he just, you know, knocked you off your high horse. And you, is that you, Lord? And made him blind. What was that? Three days and three nights. Everybody say crossover. crossover. Everybody in the Bible, that God touches a crossover moment. Samuel had a crossover moment in the house of the Lord. He was prophesying to the religious ruler of the day. Uh, in a moment when God spoke to him, David went from a shepherd boy to a king. Crossover. 
And God is calling you um, one time or another, multiple times in your life, a crossover moment. Marriage, my friends, is a crossover moment. Somebody say amen. That wedding is a crossover moment in front of witnesses. I mean, till death do we part. And some of you are so cute, you wrote your own vows. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to write those. I, I need somebody else to write them because saying those things is real. And I, want, I, I don't want to water them down. Like, give me the hard stuff. I'll say it. Just give it to me. Say it. But, but marriage is a crossover. Life changes at the crossover. The threshold, if you will, is a powerful thing. When God touches people, he does it. When God touches you, when Jesus touches your life, it is never the same again. That there is something unique that has happened. And you might say, well, I still have issues. I know. And when the children of Israel came through the Red Sea, every last one of those jokers still had issues. But it was a crossover moment. They crossed over into something. Moses told them, you will never see these Egyptians again, ever. It's over. You got some issues that you need to work out, but you won't see them again. <laughs> right? But... But, the, but it doesn't mean that you're not, it's really the beginning of the process. Bat, people getting baptized, it is the beginning of a process. It is the end of an old life and the beginning of a new one. But that beginning of a new one is a glorious time where God now has access to work inside of us. Amen? And so cry, cross over. I, I want to give you the definition. I want to teach you something here this morning. That word crossover in the Hebrew, it means to alienate or separate from. That when God calls somebody, they become separated. That the Bible talks about how we are aliens. I know, strange people in this room, right? We are aliens per se. We, we are foreigners in a strange land. We are not from here. We are delegates of heaven. We are ambassadors sent here. It means alienate. That when they crossed over, there was a separation of something before and a, a stepping into something new. It means to alter. That's what it means. This is, this is my first point here is God will make a way. They came up to the Red Sea and it took God to get them across. And, and how many of you could really testify and say, it took God <laughs> to get me out of that mess, yeah. right? I mean, because some of you, I know you did the programs, you did the 12 step, and, and you didn't finish, or you did the 12 steps, and you're like, I need another one, 12, I need another, I need a 13, Where's, <laughs> anybody know what I'm talking about? Or, or whatever it might be, it might, you know, uh, that, that it really, to, for God to be real in somebody's life, God must do something. To repair a marriage, it, God has got to intervene. To get breakthrough in your life, it's got to be that God will make a way. Here we go. In, in your Bible, Psalm 136, verse 13. It says this, Psalm 136, verse 13. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, God made a way. For his mercy endures forever. To him, to him who divided. They didn't do anything. To him who divided the Red Sea in two. For his mercy endures forever. And we have a, a, a lot of uh, new people joining with us this morning. And for my own testimony, I did not grow up in church. I uh, grew up in a home where I was, um, 
I was smoking marijuana when I was six and drinking beer when I was six. And it was just a part of my life. My stepdad gave this to me. It was part of my childhood. Somebody say, that's crazy. Everybody say, Pastor Sean needs a crossover. He needed, I needed to drown some things in my Red Sea. All right. I was, I was, and by my stepdad, I was sexually molested, abused, um, given pornography, taught to how to look at pornography. It was part of um, my earliest memories are that. that are my, those are my earliest memories of life. I didn't, I didn't quite start off on I didn't get a good get a good jump off on this thing called life, okay? Um, and so I needed God to make a way. I, 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 and your story might not be exactly mine, but I was looking at a Red Sea and I had some demons trying to chase me down. Um, I didn't get saved until I was 17. Um, so from that age all the way up to 17, you know, those things kind of build, you know, the wages of sin is death. It started to produce some things in me, uh, some bitterness, insecurities, all kind of craziness, all kind of dark stuff. When, when those seeds are sown in you and, and, and life and, and, and those kind of things, you start to live out in a way that, that is dark, that is unholy, that is profane, that is, and that's all that I knew. I needed God to make a way. I could not get out of that. There's no way out of that. God had to make a way to him who divided the Red Sea in two for his mercy endures forever. All right, and those pivotal moments, right? Uh, baptism is a pivotal moment. Crossing over in your journey with God is a pivotal moment. It, the Red Sea was one moment, but you notice that God's people then had to make another crossover at Jordan. Uh, baptism was coming out of sin. Jordan was getting sin out of you. Yeah, somebody's like, yeah. <laughs> Right, that, 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 this, this journey with God is progressive. God wants to move you forward. God just doesn't want you out of bondage. He wants it out of you. You know, it's one thing to come up out of the hood. It's another thing to get the hood out of you. And somebody say amen. It's one thing for me to come out of the house I came in. But I'll be honest with you, I was saved and loved Jesus, but the house I grew up in was still up in here. Somebody say amen. Uh, bitterness, rage, anger, uh, you know, those things. I, had to, I, I needed God to not only get me out, but go, Lord, get it out of me. And I, he's still working on me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, he's still working on me. And so it's, it, it's, bo it's both and. It's all that. Like, I want to get out, but I want it out of me. I want it out of me. You know what I'm saying? I want it out of me. All right, I married a wonderful woman. You know, she's helping me out. All right, somebody say crossover. All right, and there's people in your life. It's so awesome how each time the people of God crossed over, there was somebody God touched to put them out front. Moses, Bible says, put his hand over it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I wish it was that easy. You know, I wish I could just, yes, Lord, do it. But, but there's people in your life 
that God is bringing into your life, has brought into your life, and you might be one of that, that type of person for somebody else, but God always uses somebody to help you cross over. I have people in my life, mentors in my life, pastors in my life, all throughout my journey with God. But like, come on now, come on now, little man, you need to, you need to get over that. You need to, you need to cross over. Look at your neighbor, say, get over it. Look at your neighbor, say, I'm here to help you. Tell them, say, I'm here to help you cross over. Look at, like, all the, you notice when a husband tells his wife that, he holds her hand, baby. I'm here to help you, okay? <laughs> and I need you to help me. But, but that's what community is about. It's, you're not all alone. It's not just you and God. It's you and God and, and people, somebody. They needed Moses. God did the miracle. But they needed a Moses to help them cross. And they were hating on him while he's trying to do it. They're like, why are we even out here? <laughs> Moses. And then, and then God told Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell him to go forward. That's, that's God's word to every pastor. <laughs> but they, they, were, they, were, they were throwing shade on the man of God, on Bishop Moses. And God's like, look, tell him to move forward. That I believe there's people in this room, you are that to somebody. The next time somebody's complaining and whining, just say, come here. Go ahead. What are you doing? Get over it. Come on. Everybody stretch your hand out over the Red Sea for somebody in your life. Say, get over it. The God you, Joshua. He sent the ark, the presence of God first, dried up ground. People crossed over. God always uses people to help us get over it. Come on, somebody. Cross over. So God, God will make a way. God will make a way. But I'm here to tell you, even my own journey, God had to make a way. He did a miracle in my heart. I got saved. He touched me, forgave me, worked in me. But there were people in my life that were they were they were the Moses in my life there were times I had to get over it had to cross over had to come up out of that stuff the attitudes and the perspectives and the unhealthy thinking it's one thing to come out of somewhere it's another thing to get delivered of the, of the thinking of that place some of us who come out of homes were arguing and yelling and throwing things is just normal what's the matter nothing they're just talking Oh, no, they're cool. They're cool. We're going to go to the movies tonight. You want to come? No. No, I don't. No, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> like, 911. <laughs> I, I mean, the house I grew up in was crazy, right? Uh, arguing like nuts, like crazy, where the cops would come and the kids would go to the neighbor's house. We didn't even know the neighbors. Hey, can we hang out? Cops are coming over. <laughs> and this is like suburban neighborhood. Like, we were the people that brought the cops to the suburbs. <laughs> You know, and, and so uh, uh, getting, getting out of that environment, I had to, and so that was, was normal. That, that kind of thinking, I came out of that, and I had people in my life, hey, come on, you need to cross, you need to get over this. This is not God's best for you, amen? 
Come on out of that. And it's a growth thing, church. It's, it's part of life. Our three-year-old son, Dominico, he's in the process of, of, of wearing underwear and getting out. Those are children's church workers over there. Yes. Pastor's kid still got his pull-ups on. You know what I'm saying? So when he comes to church, he wears the pull-ups. I don't want them to have to deal with what we deal with. Because it's, no, it's not a pretty picture. But as a father, I'm not like, get out of here, you stink. As a father, I'm all up in there. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not put off. It's my son. I'm going to help him. I wish he was a little further down the road. I mean, you know, he's only three, guys. Don't look at me like, oh, I was one and a half. When I was. No, I don't care. Everybody's journey's different. Don't judge me because of where I am in the Lord. That was from Nico. That was from Nico. But, but it is a process. This thing, this crossover thing is a process. He's like in between. Like sometimes, you know, it's in the diapers. Sometimes he makes it to the toilet, okay? And, and it is, a, this, this, he's crossing over. My son is crossing over into a new level of maturity in his walk with Jesus. And, and look at we, we have to be okay with messy. And, and I think in the church world, because so-and-so, you know, they got it going on and they're so holy that somebody's just walking. They love God and they don't have it all together. And, and, and then you got this religious kind of way of looking at people when, man, they're growing you're going to stop the crossover when we judge people in, in a religious way. And, and then it's just going to last longer. They're just going to leave church. How many people are in our city that have left church because religious people didn't help them cross over? Come on, somebody. It's a, it's a, it's a process. And so here we go. Here's my second point. Here's my second point. Is, is we begin to overcome when we cross over, that's my last point. Uh, we begin to overcome when we cross over. We begin to overcome when we cross over. I'm going to say it again. We begin to overcome when we cross over. All throughout the scripture, when they crossed over. Look at your Bibles here with me in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 31. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 31 says this. For you will cross over. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to cross over. For you will cross over the Jordan and go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And you will possess it and dwell in it. You can't possess what you're unwilling to cross over into. You can't possess what you're unwilling to say yes to. You, you cannot possess what you're unwilling to receive correction in. You know, what you're unwilling to hear from maybe others or the word or the Lord or in prayer. What you're unwilling to absorb and receive from God. You cannot overcome in that area. What you tolerate will dominate eventually amen we begin to overcome and that word possess this is what it means it really means to dispossess possess means when they crossed over it means to get rid of what's there 
to free what is there. To dri- this is what it means in the Hebrew. Drive out completely what is there. It means to destroy. So if you want to dispossess what has been um, set up shop in your own life and soul through life's experiences and whatever it might be for you, in order to do that, we must say yes to what is contrary to that way of thinking. All right, are you guys learning something here this morning? Hallelujah. Somebody say crossover. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. Hallelujah. Are you guys getting something out of this? Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. And I just want to encourage you, once again, those getting baptized, you're about to cross over. This is a moment. It is an event. It is, it is, it is a sacred thing. That it's a public declaration of what God has done in you. That you are about to cross over. Colossians 2.12. Buried with him. Buried with him in baptism. Buried. You only bury dead people. You get baptized because you're already dead. Baptism is the result of death. It starts with death. You only bury what's dead. Jesus was buried because he died. You you get baptized because you've already said, yes, Jesus. I'm, I'm... I die to my way, my life. I give you my life. I I confess you as Lord. I turn from my sin. Buried, buried, buried. Baptism is burial of a dead man. Any dead people in here today? Buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith. Here it is. In the working of God. Baptism isn't the end of the work of God. It is the beginning of the work of God. It is, it is the beginning of God having access to what's on the inside. It, the Bible talks about how he works in me mightily. It also says in Hebrews, last chapter of Hebrews, it says, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in me. The blood just doesn't wash my sins away. It enables God to do something in me. It's not just forgiveness. It is forgiveness and the washing, but it is the working, the work of God, sanctification in me. So through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make me perfect in every good work to do as well, working in me, working in me what is well-pleasing in his sight. This is all about him. It's all about him working in me what is well-pleasing in his sight. Buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God. How many of you would love for God to continue to work in you? <laughs> that, that Who wouldn't want God, the one who made us, continue to work in us what wife doesn't want her god to work in her husband you know come on what 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 parent doesn't want the hand of god all up on and in and working through their babies 
sick I'm Holy Ghost. Whatever it takes. Angels, dreams, whatever. Cover them, keep them, surround them. And the bondservant of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm a parent. That's a, that's a parent's prayers. Anybody had some parents praying for you? Some of you are in church because of your parents' prayers. <laughs> Here you go. Look at this. On stage, playing bass. Look at <laughs> He's up here. Amen. I'm a worshiper, I guess. I mean, that's what they must have prayed. <laughs> that's right. Anybody else, you, look at you got parents praying for you? There's no hope for you outside of the kingdom of God, especially a mama. Devils are scared of a mother's prayers. Somebody needs to write that book. Not the power of a praying mom. No, just devils are scared of mamas. Write that book. A mom will read it. I guarantee it. But here we go. This is my last point. And then as I share this, if those getting baptized, if you would walk right here and just line up to my right, right up to the baptismal here. Those of you that are getting baptized, those of you serving and helping, please get in position here. And I'm going to head over there in a moment. And we're just going to make this a part of our service. Uh, my last point is uh, the miraculous. Everybody say baptism. Everybody say the Red Sea. Everybody say encounter with Jesus. Anybody had an encounter with Jesus in this place? Anybody got a story to tell, a testimony? Anybody ever said, anybody got a testimony in here that freaked out your friends? Like, what are you smoking? Nothing. I stopped smoking. I'm saved. Our pastor, our pastor, my pastor, we're a church plant of a of sanctuary in, in Orange County. He, he was a hardcore drug addict for 12 years. On his way to buy dope, encounters Jesus through somebody. Somebody say Moses. God touched him. He goes to the bar where his wife is. He's like, I'm saved. And she's like, oh, Lord. Like, he must have got the hookup, right? And, yeah, powerful. And I know not everybody's testimony is that. But your testimony is not, it's not just, oh, I'm a better person. No, I'm not a better, I am a better person, but it's more than that. It is, Jesus has touched me. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. Come on, somebody. The miraculous, here we go, precedes the process. I just want to encourage all the people getting baptized. The process is about to begin. And it is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that God led them through the wilderness. They crossed Jordan. The process began. The hand of God is on us. Amen? Every head bowed and every eye closed. I know there's people in here, and it's time to say yes to Jesus right where you are. It's time to cross over. And whatever that proverbial sea is before you, that, that river... I just want to pray for you right where you are. Before we baptize people, I know there's people in here. It's time to say yes to Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.